No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. It's Friday night, and you're live with another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine. Tonight's recommended snack, bland brand no-name crackers. This is the official wine and crackers broadcast right here on D-Live. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I hope you had a lovely day because I certainly did. Thank you for sharing the show out if you did. If you didn't, that's okay too. I don't fucking blame you, to be honest with you. I really don't. I really, really don't. Especially on uh, nights such as this, on occasions such as this, because we will be joined by the great joy of Pessy here in just a moment, ladies and gentlemen. And holy shit, Woodchip TV with the Ninja Guinea dropped a Guinea on us. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, says keep us safe. Well, we hope to keep you safe tonight. We're going to keep you nice and safe. We've got lots of fun things to discuss. Looking forward to it. <coughs> Pardon me. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show, then please, by all means, head to patreon.com slash boogiebumper. Subscribe to the podcast, yada yada, and follow me on Twitter at boogiebumper. So much to get through, ladies and gentlemen. Just before uh, we introduce... No, actually, you know what? Fuck it. We'll just bring him on straight away. How about that? It is Friday. No fucking around. I do have to get out a little bit early today because I've got somewhere I need to be. So I'll probably have to wrap it up like half an hour early or so. So how about we bring on the great man, Joy of Pessy. Are you there, sir? What's up? What's up? What's happening, man? How are you? Oh, I'm good, buddy. Oh, great. Good, great. Good. No Fantastic. Complaints. No complaints. Life's good. Yeah, and this bubble of ignorance I've created. It's nice. wonderful. There's fat horses. <laughs> there's, yes. there's uh, you know... Mm. I just, I just ate, I just ate some wonderful deli. Deli, we're good. You, so, Feeling good. So you, for us, a deli is a place that you go just to buy like salted meats and cured meats. Like they don't sell sandwiches or anything. It's just the slices and shit. Yeah, so it's basically that. But when you go to like a deli restaurant, it's like that. But you can sit down and you can be like, okay, I want like a, like a, like a turkey sandwich, and they'll like go and shave the turkey that they just ah. you know made in the back and yep and this is where this you. is where you would get like say a cream cheese bagel or something right uh yeah yeah you yeah. could do that yeah okay. i got a i got a what I, what i had was basically just it's like this thing where it's two pieces of white bread mm. and then two uh fresh ground thank you Pessy. Uh, we know what a sandwich is we know what a sandwich is thank no, you no, no 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 they put two yeah <laughs> hey, i got two this hamburger thing. patties i gotta gotta explain it to this each. dumb gotta explain it it's to this dumb face. australian he doesn't no, no, understand. No, what, what I ate just now. <laughs> it's I not don't... a sandwich, buddy. <laughs> so you get two pieces yeah, no, of bread, just... and you know you gotta no, put them together. Uh, two slices. Sorry, two slices of bread. You okay. leave them separate from each other. You ah. put a burger patty on each one, and then slather it in gravy. Ah, well, that sounds fucking amazing. That sounds that fantastic. Great. Oh yeah. That is that is one hell of a sandwich you got there, Pessy. Um, <laughs> you motherfucker! So what? You motherfucker! What have you been up to? What have you been doing with yourself? Are you? I see. Are you making video games now? You're just transitioning. Oh, shit. So, no. So, <laughs> into into so I'm like, a game I, creator now. Fucking hell. 
Well, well you know how fucking, uh, you know how uh, all this quarantine and COVID shit is ruining everyone's lives. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so my my hours got shortened Ugh. a bunch. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick up something. I'm going to do something. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, uh, I have like all these like, cra- I got all these like in bundles, these crappy game creation things. Oh, yeah. So I asked a bunch of buddies on Twitter, hey, should I use any of these? And they're like, no, use Unreal Engine, just Google tutorials to do whatever you want to do. And then I've just basically just been fucking around and okay. yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, for some reason, my diamonds alerts aren't working. So I've tried to reset it. Hopefully it works now. Uh, derp of diamonds, gypsy with the diamond. Where did you, oh, with a ninja genie, pardon me. Where did you steal the ninja genie, gypsy? Uh, with no comment. Thank you very much. Very generous. Winning TV, <laughs> Phil D'Angelo. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. All praise the fat horse. There you have it, joy. Of yes. Look at that. I love the praise fat horse. Him. I need to get that I clip. I need to get the clip of like Ralph and Worski talking about the fat horse. What is it? Where does it come from? I need to get that off you so I can put it into like an intro or an ad break or something <laughs> somewhere. Because I, I want that to be like something. I love being asked what it's about, and I'm, I'm like, I can't tell you. I'm sorry. You know, like, yeah, if I could explain well, it, I would, but I can't. I'm sorry. But that's the thing. You can't. Not, I can't. No. <laughs> it's a thing of its own now. It has its own life force. Well, it, well the funny, well, it, yeah, well, that's the thing is it started off as something completely different, and then it just kind of, yeah. oh, it got away. It got away from us. Yeah. I mean, it's got me legitimately thinking sometimes that there is a fat horse god somewhere because, like, you know, it's and it's just manifesting itself that. naturally in people. People uh, now are becoming filled with the spirit. God? Yeah, but somebody <laughs> surely has. I remember those dudes in that documentary. It was called uh, Game of Thrones. Those dudes, the Mizraki or whatever they were called, they only yeah. had horses and they refused to go on boats because they were afraid of the sea, Pessy. They were real, oh. weren't they? I mean... <laughs> Yeah. That depends. What's your definition of real? Oh, something I can believe in. Because <laughs> <you know, laughs> I need I need stuff to believe in. Uh, are we allowed to mention like what industry you're in? Is that appropriate or? Um, I mean, uh, can can we say you take an interest in the product? Yes, definitely. Okay, so you want to, yeah, you want to talk about weed? Yeah, for sure. All right, excellent. So, <laughs> so I've got this. Uh, you just say that. <laughs> I've got this clip that I wanted to go over with you because I think you have to answer some questions here. Um, as you know oh. on this show, yeah, very serious. Uh, as you know on this show, we like to help people, Pessy. We want to give people like good information so they're not prone to making mistakes in the other areas of their life. So I came yeah. across this earlier today and I thought, wow, this is something that we really need to pin on Joy of Pessy because <laughs> I'm sure he's directly responsible for this. Uh, so let's what? have a look. Oh, no. This is from Canada, by the way. Incidentally, this is a Canadian news story that I found earlier today. Have a look. Sour Patch Kids. Sour, sweet, gone. One is clearly for kids. The other, strictly for adults looking to get high. Oh, my God. But you <laughs> Okay. Okay, so, all right. So right off the bat, right Wait, off the bat, we're gonna, be- I'm going to learn you something. Just before you do, though, I need to reiterate okay. here. We need to- I got high as... <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> Obviously, a happy customer. So. So. So these are clearly not like this. Isn't something you'd find in like a legal store, no. right? <laughs> no, it's clearly not um, for children. A right? lot of them. Well, yeah. Well, a lot of that's the thing is a lot of the rules in order for the legalization to happen. One of the laws, at least for where I am, mm-hmm. is like 
you can't have like enti like like enticing to children like colorful characters really? and like and like yeah and like familiar logos and like you can't oh. you can't do any of that oh um, wow okay but but in the black market there's mm. like this uh i've seen nerds where yep. they're just like the the nerds on the box look stoned right okay it's, it's, and the and the funny thing is is like the the edibles you find in like legal stores aren't that strong these ones are like fucking like you'll send you to the moon and back right. you wake up high okay so people are doing like their own little edibles like their own little food factories in their in their garages right is that is that exactly what's like if you that's actually, incredible i love that exactly if you like actually like <laughs> if you were to open up a pack of like the stoner patch dummies uh -huh. you'd see that like either the taste of it would be a little off or like there's something that you'd know it's not a sour patch kid right. like any adult would know because it's like they clearly they've maybe found like a mold or something right but mm. like the recipe you don't know the exact recipe for a sour patch kid so like i always found gum like like the, these kind of like black market edibles to be a little dodgy okay you'd get like a pack of gummies and then only like two out of the five gummies actually like had a bunch of thc and it would do something so like you eat a gummy nothing you eat a gummy nothing you eat a gummy nothing so you're like all right fuck this you eat the rest of the bag and those last two you're like oh okay there we go ah right Done. see probably because it's i guess it's on a smaller scale they probably can't afford to have like all of the scientific mixing machines that like equally adequate you know put out the ingredients exactly. equally in every single dose you know um, yeah, I do like the idea of like underground, you know, we, we used to, we used to bust meth labs and now there'll be people in there making sugary treats, you know, like everybody <laughs> on the floor. It's like, come on, man. It's just gelatin. It's all, I'm not blowing anything up. Oh, all right, officer, officer, before you shut down my operation, come take this boat ride on this chocolate river with me. <laughs> there is no way we know no way. which direction we are going. going. <laughs> but you'd be hard-pressed to tell them apart. They look so alike. Are you somebody that subscribes to the conspiracy theory that uh, Charlie, and the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory like was indeed like a big cover for a drug manufacturer? And these kids are actually like taking drugs and shit while they're going around the, going around the factory. Uh, no, I, I, I'm in the, I'm in the camp of uh, he was murdering those children. He was murdering. Them. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 100%. He was fucking murdering those children. I mean, they were awful. Nah. Who cares? But nah. he was murdering those children. But so, and then I guess when he sends the parents off, like after the child who's been sucked through the chocolate tube or rolled off by the umpalumbas. When he sends the parents off, I guess they're walking into imminent death as well because you can't let them live and tell the story about how their child was abducted, can you? So well, you're going to have to take out whole families. Well, I was just saying, the only parent that got to leave was Faruka's dad because, like, let's be real here, Wonka did him a favor. <laughs> Do you reckon he paid him, like, something under the table before they went in? Look, oh, if you could just find yeah. a way, like, get this bitch off my hands. She just sits up there in the office all day screaming for things. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it. <laughs> Uh, that's a responsible father. Let's have a look. Speaking of responsible parenting, by the way. It's led to major busts in the U.S. Yeah. Stony Patch Kids. See, they don't even look like Star Patch Kids. Stony Patch Kids. <laughs> is every weed commercial, like, when weed goes commercial, because weed isn't legal here. So I imagine, like, because it's legal there in Canada, I'm, I'm fascinated with, like, 
how its relationship with people has changed from uh, pre-legal to post-legal days. Like, because like, do they advertise on TV? It's like, weed, man, this thing will get you off your fucking tits. You know, like, is it like Pepsi commercials? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, people on the beach, can't... like in bikinis, like, fuck yeah, bro. You <laughs> you come home one day, your kid is on the couch just loving this bowl of applesauce like it's the fucking best <laughs> apple like you're eating it with his just fingers like, right <laughs> <laughs> just looks at you dad that and then just goes back to eating the fucking <laughs> stoner sauce <laughs> stoner baby 11 p.m fox <laughs> wear a diaper you're gonna need it Dr. Jane Pegg couldn't believe her eyes when she saw the packaging of the pot edibles that poisoned a two-year-old boy. Poisoned a two-year-old boy. When he came into the emergency, he was unconscious and having trouble breathing. (laughs) Wicked trip, baby, bro. (laughs) The dad's just like puffing a joint. It's it's BC. The dad's just smoking a joint. Ride it out, pussy. Handle your shit. I can't, I can't believe I raised such a fucking lightweight man. <laughs> no, it was, dad caught the baby, like the two-year-old, like nibbling on one of them. And he's got, you're going to sit there and you're going to eat the whole fucking bag until you learn. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Wait, wait, no, it's just like, that's funny. When you were born, the doctor said it's a boy. <laughs> this is good parents, obviously. His mom had accidentally given him these pot gummies. Whoa! Hang on a minute. Hey, Pessy, hang on a minute. Because this title, this video is entitled, look at this, Pot-Infused Edibles Are Poisoning Kids. (laughs) Okay? So it's not hyperbolic at all. And now we here we have this single example, a two-year-old, you know, unfortunately, of course, going to hospital after eating this bag of edibles. But then listen to this. Listen to the way the news frames this. Emergency. He was unconscious and having trouble breathing. His mom had accidentally given him these pot gummies. Oh, oh. <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> well, I... you see, she ate a bag first, and then he wanted his Sour Patch Kids, and she got them mixed. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, okay. You, are, we, are we so risk-averse to criticising a woman now that, like, you know, a woman accidentally drugs her children and we're like, oh, that's the people who made its fault. I mean, look at the bag. You know, like, if it's me, I put my drugs in a special drawer, you know, like one that we know that we're not feeding the baby from. <laughs> like, is that is that so crazy? Am I way off here? It's like, oh, no, it's not her fault. You see, the bag looks really close to another bag, which is actual, uh, you know, kid candy and stuff. It's like, yeah, but she's she's a drug-taking mother who just drugged her children. Like, you know, can we blame them? Can we blame them? It doesn't seem right. She's she's ha- she's handcuffed, and as they're pushing her into the car, she's like screaming at everybody, like, he wouldn't stop crying. He just wouldn't stop crying. You don't know what it's like. The crying. <laughs> well, you see, Your Honor, we ran out of whiskey, so all I had left was, you know, this bag of fucking THC candy thinking they were kids' sour candy. Yeah. They belonged to the toddler's grandfather. I don't hey, know why. Hey, granddad! <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, well, I tell you, back in my day, <laughs> you know, we, we, we knew back in my day how to stop a kid from 
kid from screaming all day. We just pop a couple of buds in his mouth and let him chew on those suckers. Keep him occupied. Hey, Marilyn! Marilyn, why's the ambulance here? Little Timmy ate a bag of these, 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 these marijuana edibles. Oh, uh, oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving those for after. I was saving those for after the late night shopping network, Clutton. Oh no, how awful, poor granddad. I was saving those for the day the old penis started working again. <laughs> who's compensating granddad in all of this? You know, who's who's going to repay his bag of edibles, Pessy? <laughs> you know, somebody's out of pocket here. It is difficult to regulate. I don't know why the companies <laughs> that are selling these products uh -huh. are not being shut down, not being fined, not being charged. And once again, I, I'm afraid I do have to draw attention to this. Regular uh, watchers of this stream will recognize already what I'm about to say. If Ben K. Veritas is, is in the chat, he's already making a note of it in his Daily Boogie Diary. White woman with bold frame glasses. It's always a thing. Every single time. <laughs> every single time. It is a woman with bold frame glasses, Pessy. I'm telling you. It's a thing. <laughs> every time somebody's like, you know what? Can't we make this a little safer? Can't we protect people more? <laughs> it's always an older woman, boomerish, with bold frame glasses. I don't know why. I don't know why. They just gravitate towards these positions of, you know, patronizing parental ship if that makes sense like oh no we need to keep you safe we need to protect you i'll reiterate that the mother did just hand a bag of drugs to her two-year-old <laughs> so you know like i don't know why why do we have to suffer for this exactly what why is it the uh person who made its fault i don't know i mean if you're too stupid to not put your drugs in a drawer or at least you know do your best not to give your kid drugs you know oh it was an accident i mean look the bags are the same well you know it's still kind of your fault <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i hate this i really do um, when the kids are in trouble she's there on the double it's the woman with ball frame, frame glasses <laughs> i can't imagine we would accept sale of any other uh, regulated substance or drug mm, yeah. in packaging like this Yes, yes. Uh, we would never allow that sort of thing. Uh, incidentally, on my way home today, Pessy, uh, I'm going to purchase a bottle of Passion Pop. Have you ever heard of this from the alcoholic yeah. store? It's It tastes mm. like passion fruit. You can barely taste the alcohol at all. Ooh. It's got little stars and little cartoons on the label. <laughs> we would never allow this in any kind of sale of anything else. You know, this wouldn't happen. Somebody's got to think of the Ooh, children. Ooh, Passion Pop. Do I have that here? Can I get that here? Do I, I Can so. I get that? I want that. I'm going to look that up. It's the drink that 14-year-old girls drink and pretend like it's champagne. And it's got, like, just enough alcohol in it when, you know, a 14-year-old yeah, girl drinks Yeah, we have something it. here called Wild Vines, and it's a strawberry sparkling alcoholic yes, beverage. That's yes. what all the fucking basic bitches drink. <laughs> exactly. Now, that's what you need to purchase tonight for your riff. You're riffing tonight, aren't you? Yeah, I bought a okay. whole bunch of shit. Okay, good. Well, you need, you're need you going to have to get a bottle of strawberry pop or whatever the fuck it is. I got a whole bunch of sour ales. <laughs> it's nice. Um, as ex yeah. as ex acceptable. In some cases, like the one involving the two-year-old, caregivers unknowingly gave the kids the pot-laced gummies or chocolate. In others, the kids found them around the house. We don't know the effect that these short-term intoxications have on the child's developing brain. Yeah, it makes them cooler. <laughs> <laughs> 
makes him want. It, 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 well, I know it makes males want to crush that puss more. Mm-hmm. I mean, when this kid goes into crash, you know, next year or the year after, all the chicks are going to be, you know, on that D, man, as soon as he walks into yeah. that place because they know he's a badass. Chicks love a badass. We've all, exactly. We've all seen that after school special. Like the guy in the leather, the skeezy guy under the bleachers with the leather jacket told us it makes you a better dancer. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's, it's so weird, too, that you mention him because I think I met him, too, when I was a kid. <laughs> Under the bleachers, <laughs> you know, it's strange how much he just knows about you, isn't it? You should see, you should look for him, kids. If you see that guy in the overcoat, you know, in the alleyway or under the bleachers, yeah, go towards him. Yes, <laughs> he's probably got a bag of you know special candy <laughs> because because the woman with bold frame glasses doesn't want you to have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do any of that. Don't do, yeah, don't. Don't, do that. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. Many of these At children all, will ever. have hospital yeah, admissions. Never, ever. A lot of investigations to look Run for away other from causes. The yes. For a while. Families yeah. feel terrible when it happens. Make him chase you. They love that. <laughs> because especially when it happens in another Especially. Big red flag there. I heard an especially, Pessy. Whenever... We do a thing on this show, man. Whenever we hear especially, we have to mark it down mm -hmm. and we, we, we like put a red flag on that person because that's a sign of lower intelligence. It's terrible when it happens. Especially. Yes, especially. Especially when it happens. In especially when it happens. There you go. <laughs> We've hit the trifecta here. Thank you for keeping me safe. Bold frame glasses and especially. Wow, you're very lucky to be on the show tonight, Pessy. How do you feel <laughs> after that experience? <laughs> I feel, I feel, feel I feel great. great. I feel great. Pessy's thinking to himself, "I'm never doing a show again." He just keeps putting me in these weird things where no, I have I'm no answer. No, <laughs> I'm just thinking of uh, 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 I'm just thinking glasses. of like, yeah. Well, when, uh, do you want to say another? When one? your kid ain't an edible, she's so incredible. It's ball frame glasses, girl. <laughs> Look at that. Protecting so the youth. Protecting the youth. Uh, don't don't laugh. That could be a Marvel character sometime in the future. The way it's going, the way <laughs> things are tracking. Bold frame glasses, woman. Uh, we've got another one here, Pessy. Look at this. I've got another one for you. Just to reiterate oh, the theory. Now I know uh, on Wednesday we did a whole show about GameStop, so I was kind of like, I didn't want to really do like you know another two hours talking about GameStop. So if you <laughs> sure. missed it, <laughs> so if you missed it on Wednesday, go back. Major Tom joined us, Pessy, and it was a good show. Uh, Major Ooh. Tom, very entertaining guy, uh, your co-host on The Riff. And so yes. he was on Wednesday. We were talking about GameStop. And I didn't really want to, you know, delve into it too much, but I thought I just would play this after we noticed the bold frame glasses in the previous video, Pessy. Have a look at this. This is the former oh. Secretary uh, Securities Commissioner on what happened with the GameStop stock, okay? It really puts a lot of um, question about the integrity of the market. Right. And it really kind of everybody's scratching their heads over this. What what Such should happen? Mystery. What yeah. what is the right she thing to do? She looks like every board housewife in <laughs> in LA. <laughs> My God, she has the she's had work done, so she's clearly doing all right in the stock market. Mm. Or was. Do you think do you think she <laughs> do you think she earned her qualifications for being involved in the stock market like after she dropped Hell the kids no. off at school? You know, she was a stay at home wife drinking wine, doing a little study. 
playing with a bit of uh, hubby's money. Playing, yeah, playing around on the stock market. Uh, yeah. List of, look yeah. here, honey. Here's two hundred. See what you can do with that. And he gets in his Jaguar and goes to work as like a orthopedic surgeon or something. Um, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's nothing glamorous. Nothing glamorous. It's like a, no. <laughs> he's, a, he's a gynecologist. You know, the, the, even that at least has some level of cachet in L.A. In L.A., yeah. I'm thinking, no, no, he works on the old Jewish men with back problems. Right? You know? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's Wait, what he hears all day. <laughs> well, you see here, Mr. Uh, Fritz Weiner, we need to replace this disc with some metal. I'll just hurry up and do it already. I'm supposed to sit here and listen to this all afternoon? And God, why don't you put the air conditioner on in here? And every day what do you he mean goes, eat less salt. You eat less salt. <laughs> and he goes home to his wife every day, and he's just like drudges in the front door with his head droop, dragging his feet in. And she's like, "Honey, good news. I'm I learned how the stock market works today." And he's good. Oh, good, good. She's like, "Yeah, I, I lost about five grand, but now I think I've got a handle on it." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, great." Right, fantastic. All right. To control this or stop this. <laughs> Not unlike what we saw on January 6th at the Capitol, uh-huh. right? If you don't have the police in there at the right time, things go a little crazy. And that's kind of feels like what's happening with this much different, much lesser degree. It's uh-huh. financial harm, not personal bodily harm. But but certainly that's the same kind of, you know, platform created frenzy. <laughs> These fucking. So, wow. yes, it's the same as the storming of the Capitol. <laughs> of course. It's the exact same thing. Petty. It's like the Holocaust. It's the storming of the Capitol. It's the bombing of Pearl Harbor. It's all of those and more. Um, you know, I would like to thank, though, Robin Hood, because they've now restricted people from accessing, like, 50 different stocks to buy now. It's not just GameStop. They've, like, widened it's the ridiculous. net. Yeah, but I just want to say, I want to take this opportunity to thank Robin Hood for keeping me safe. Um, you know, we need people who understand our own decisions better than we do and we need we really do need to be protected from them don't we yeah we don't know what we're doing we don't understand anything you know we need smarter more intelligent uh housewives to tell us what to do and keep us safe I and mean, thank you for keeping uh, me safe. i don't know nothing i don't know nothing about nobody know how Pessy. yeah so, uh thank <laughs> we can thank them for letting us keep some of our money they're so generous with us you know what i what i love most about uh, all of these tech and security companies and uh, brokerage firms, Pessy, is they love us so much that they would prevent us from making bad decisions. I mean, it's just so nice. <laughs> I, th- I think we should thank them. And, you know, sure, like I was investing a little bit and making a lot of money, but really they're protecting me from wasting money in the future because if I have all this money, I'll probably waste it on things. And, you know, so I want to <laughs> thank them. Thank them for looking after me. Uh, Victor Von Schroom, you know him, Dutch tech support. Uh, Pessy. Yes, sir. He tagged me in this earlier today, and I thought, well, we, we best have a little look here. Uh, he said, oh, boy. Yeah. So, I, you know, because, you know, I like to keep people updated with what's happening down here in Australia. We did Canada. Of course. So now let's do Australia. And let me let me see what you think of this. When you go in your daughter's room, she says, Mommy, you've got a bunch of spiders up there. Nice. What do you think? <laughs> no. That's not a bunch. A bunch would be like three or four. I, I've got a feeling that the shoe is the work boot isn't going to be enough. Here. That is a cluster. Yeah, that's a cluster, all right. That's, oh. <laughs> you can see the baby. Oh one. my god. Oh, that's not too bad. It's just like maybe 50, 60. But then she says, look in the other corner. 
get to that before like i'm sorry mum have you not been in your daughter's room for the last four or five years <laughs> like you know like when was the last time you dropped a load of washing in there on the bed or something have a look at that jesus that's that's not that's not a bunch of spiders that's a hive <laughs> you know yeah that is you're in the you're in the heart of the beast you get yeah. the hell out of there uh, this is these spiders are actually spewing up from like the sewer system where they're piled up so high they're actually just coming up through the toilets and shit now to get to this level. And if we were to break down like below the surface of the front yard, we'd just be engulfed by these things like scarabs, you know. Is the ground alive. Is Australia's ground just going to be spider by like 2030? I hope it's so. It's just everywhere you step it's just spider. Yeah. You don't have to walk anywhere, just stand still. Yeah, every house becomes an RV. Because all the spiders yeah. just get up and move. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can train them. We can harness them. Harness their energy. Yes. Um, I was I I recorded last night with Iceman Double Four Double Three. So Sunday night, uh, DLive.tv slash Iceman Double Four Double Three. Uh, we recorded an interview yesterday, and he's going to play that on his show on Sunday night. So you know, watch the Sunday night shit show. Watch the replay of Russ or vice versa or something. Um, and I was talking about like genetic engineering and don't you think that we should look at scientific avenues which make sense like so for example if we're gonna genetically engineer things why don't we genetically engineer termites to make like antique furniture for us you know what i mean so i mean yeah right well i I reckon it's possible because they can genetically engineer other things they're talking about people it's like well hang on you know let's try some other stuff first wouldn't you love to be able to just drop a hunk of wood into a into a room and, and then it spits out a coffee table? Like, wouldn't that be ideal? Okay, I got I got one better for you. Okay. Genetically engineered butterflies that carry you to your location. Nice. <laughs> butterflies is like because it couldn't be moths. And you can descend like a god everywhere you go. You just descend like a fucking god. Float down at like a forty five yeah. degree angle. Because yeah, it has to be <laughs> butterflies too. Because if it was other kinds of insects. It would be like the cheap, the poor people have moths. You know what moths. I mean? Yeah, they don't get to have butterflies, the big, beautiful <laughs> They take you to where you go, but all your clothes get eaten up. Yeah, you're naked by you're the time you get there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm picking, you're picking up your kid from elementary school, drops you right in the playground. <laughs> the best part is by the time you get home, your kid will be naked too. <laughs> Just a man flying around with holding a naked child. <laughs> Okay, moths is a bad day. That's a bad day. (laughs) And they're alive. And they're alive. (laughs) Wow. I think the baby huntsman, I'm not sure. They're so cute. They're so cute. (laughs) Welcome to Australia, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to jump at her, isn't it? It is. It should, hopefully. Um, I've got an even better one for you here. Red-bellied black snake hiding in pyjama drawer gives Adelaide Hills woman the fright of her life. Let's have a look here. All right. I've got a torch here. Nice. Well, I'll be damned. (laughs) (laughs) The red-bellied black snake is one of the most poisonous snakes, by the way, in the country. Oh, fuck. Uh And there it is. His wife put it there. It's just slinking around in someone's drawer. No, you're like you get taught here 
Um, you know, for example, like don't leave a pile of clothes on the floor in summer because you could like go to put them on and a snake or a, a spider will be in there and bite you when you put Fuck. your shirt on. Yeah. And like you're not like, su- not supposed to leave your boots out the front because snakes will build a home in there in a, like or a spider will build a home in there like overnight and you just go to put your boots on in the morning and then, you know, you know the rest. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. I mean, imagine okay. like imagine like two o'clock in the morning, reaching into that drawer, thinking you're going for like you know pantaloons or something. You're going for a night shirt to put on so you can tiptoe to the toilet and grabbing a handful of red belly black snake in the middle of the oh. night. Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> no, no, God, no, no. What are you doing to us? What are you doing? Uh, all right, I tell you what. Because we're finishing a little early tonight, I may. Yeah. Um, I may do a quick ad break. Like we'll do a quick five minute break. So I'll yeah. refresh my beverage, give Pessy a chance to uh, get a drink, stretch your legs, whatever. And when we return, there's something very important I need to discuss with you, Pessy, concerning somebody we know, you know, a mutual Uh-oh. acquaintance. Yes. Uh, we, we'll get to that directly after the break. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. You're listening to the uh, Daily Boogie podcast on a Friday. Okay. <laughs> See you soon. Ian Michael, Glass Art, head of the British Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. Well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations. It's just uh, Ian Michael is a visionary, uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glassmaker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, uh, I recommend him to all of our, our, our service members and all of our, our union members who require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art. Not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer from mass hysteria? Not knowing whether to wear a mask or not. Do you suffer from paranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer from anti-laughism, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well... It's Char Worthington here with Char Money Live! Where you can have a chahoot of a good time. We have everything from current events to a chasource in McCarran, where these chicans just be going chug crazy It's off the hinge. We even got Karens jumping off of trailers! We got Karens going crazy over french fries. We even have Karens that think they have the force. It's insane over here at Chamonix Live. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open. We'd love to have you. Side effects may include dizziness, lack of oxygen due to hysterical laughing, and inability to shield off Karens to come within six feet of your disease, the expansion of the mind due to the overload of factual information, not fake news, confidence of the lack of bullshit in your life, and the inability to become based. For instant help with any of these symptoms, please contact the trauma and outline immediately or seek your closest woke friend who may be able to calm you during your time of transition from sleep to awake. Respect our elders.
others. Mr. Mueller, rather than purely relying on the evidence provided by witnesses and documents, I, I think you relied a lot on media. I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. How many times I what? Cited the Washington Post. <laughs> how many times I what? Mr. Mueller, I'd like to know how many times you cited the Washington Post in your report. Sorry, would I like some toast? No, no, no. How many times did you cite the Washington Post? I'm sorry, at the party, am I a good host? I'm a very good host. No, no, Mr. Muller. How many times, yes, did you cite, yes, yes, the Washington Post? The Washington Host. I, well, I don't know the Washington Host, but I've heard good things about him. There's always lots of hors d'oeuvres. You know, I, I, I remember back when I was a younger man. A younger man, we would host, we would host many soirees. Of course, back then. Of course, back then, uh, I was I was quite debonair. I was a big big fan with the ladies. The ladies very much enjoyed my company, and uh, myself and the Washington Post would get around town, make make tremendous friends. And then, of course, I would always be up at the crack of dawn the next day to get the daily news, because as you know, in those days, they didn't bring the newspaper to your front door. You would have to go down to go down the road and get it yourself. And I would always make sure that I had a sixpence in my pocket to ride the trolley. <laughs> no, Mr. Mullen, how many times did you cite the Washington Post? Oh, the Washington Post, yes. Well, it was a tremendous paper. I remember back in the early days, you could purchase the Washington Post, a cup of coffee, and ride the trolley, all for around four cents. Those were, it was a tremendous time to be alive. Post in your report. I, have, I do not have knowledge of that yeah. figure, but I, I well, that's I, I don't have knowledge of that figure. I counted about 60 times. How many times did you cite the New York Times? I counted. Uh, again, I have no idea. I counted about. I, I have no idea because I didn't write the fucking thing. Subscribe to the Daily Boogie podcast. It's what granddad would want. Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. More right around this world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. And shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Coming back. 
second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for joining us. Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. We are joined by the great joy of Pessy, who will be live later on tonight around midnight for the Midnight Riff. <laughs> Pardon me. Also, don't forget tonight, uh, Coffee Talk with Sandra. Irrational Times may be back. I'm not sure. He's working on his computer or something. Uh, everybody's favourite lover of French women with Gmersh, of course. And don't forget our other friends, Major Tom, JJ Stoner, Frozen Asian, Spend D, Sunday Night Shit Show, uh, Royce Lopez, who we will get to, and anyone else I may have forgotten, of course, as we welcome back in Joy Pessy. Thank you for joining us on a Friday night, Mr. Pessy. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to the show. Um, I am glad in a way that you do have, you are getting, you know, uh, economically, how can I put this delicately? Delicately. Uh, can I say economically mouth raped by coronavirus at the moment? Like, there is an upside. Uh, I mean, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I guess. It's okay. Uh, so, you know, because because you are, though, we get the pleasure of having you on tonight. That's what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, because they get to go on stuff. Yeah, for sure. Get to yeah, come on of the course. Daily books. So, um, I did want to bring this up because, you know, we want to give people... Uh, a round of applause. We want to give people on the back. We want to give credit where credit's deserved because I think, Bessie, that's what separates us from the beasts, you know, is being able to recognize good in other people. Do you think that's a fair thing to say? Well, I mean, yeah. Like, I, uh, uh, I, I'm not like, I'm never really a social person. Mm-hmm. So I was always one of those people where I was like, all right, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, like, like when I first started, actually, when I first started, I I always used to listen to at least in the Legion of Skanks for like the longest time, mm-hmm. uh, and then they I think mentioned something about Owen Benjamin. I looked up Owen Benjamin, kind of was like, oh, this guy's kooky. I'm gonna watch him. Found ROTC, started watching ROTC for for like I I liked like the Dayton Hypernova, yes. E Frog, like the weird the weird people and stuff. I like like Merchant Royce, and then I. Uh, Got to know like some of the boys and stuff, right? And then I was like, oh, I want to, I want to do, I want to stream every now and then. I find myself always sitting by like doing nothing yep. past midnight. Yep. So I started doing that, and I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna just make it like one of those few places where you come on, and it's like, you know, I don't give a fuck if you're fighting with anyone. I don't give a fuck if you're pissed off about mm. who's president. I don't care about any of that. You're on, you're on, just hang out, have a good time. It's like coming to your buddy's house and sitting in his basement and getting high and watching bad shit. Correct. I see, that's beautiful. So I'm, I'm glad we sorted that out. Just before we carry on though, I almost forgot. A uh, couple of diamonds. Coffee Talk with Sandra with the diamond. Thank you so much, Coffee Talk with Sandra. Uh, winning TV. Winning TV is going to play a role in this next little segment that we have as well. Uh, believe it or not. Uh, bold frame glasses, trans black person, woke ver. So there you go. Thank you very much uh, for the diamonds. <laughs> so we're going to, I'm going to play this because, like I said, we want to give people credit where credit is due. And, uh, you know, we're both fans of Royce Lopez. Now, the, the, the shopping cart saga that took place uh, late last year, <laughs> you know, you're aware of it. <clears throat> I'm aware yes. of it. We've, we've covered Royce on the show before. We covered Royce at the initial moment when he came out as a cart criminal. You know, we. Yes, I remember all of the. <laughs> right. And so uh, I don't know if Jim Enward is with us tonight, but Jim will remember this. Uh, Jim actually advocated for mocking and shaming to be, you know, the routine now for Royce in order, because not coming from a bad place though, but to bring him to the bosom of social, what we like to call social responsibility, you know, and. Sure. Right. And just. Return your car. It's like we don't want to shun you. I was taking the stance like, no, we need to reach out. We need to educate, not berate. 
you know, <laughs> we need to we need to bring people in, not shun them away. So I was like, no, no, it's about education here. It's about education so we can grow together, right? As we exactly. want you on our team. So, but I did allow for, I, I made a statement on the show at the time. I allowed for two weeks of mocking and shaming, just two weeks. <laughs> because, okay. you know, I think it's a bit like the Roman emperors. Like, see, here in the nation of Boogistan, Pessy, you're here on like a diplomatic visit. You're meeting yes, with yes. the king of Boogistan. So here in, in the kingdom of Boogistan, um, you know, we we need to we understand that we need to throw the peasants some red meat from time to time because if they don't get their their pound of flesh, then it's going to be a lot worse in the long run. So we give them two weeks, okay, of shaming and mocking, and then okay, and then after that, we need to come together. We need to bring Royce into the fold, bring him to the family, so we can you know move on and progress as a people. And I, I think that's a good way to go about this thing. So it was a long journey. It was a very long journey, and it looked like it wasn't going so well until uh, you're aware of Thomas Thomas Murphy, Percy. You're aware. Yes. Of All right. It wasn't going so well until Thomas Murphy, who I think is like a pure spiritual being. You know, like there's nothing. If you're in the presence he's, of Thomas, he's like you know, you, you know what I'm saying. Tom, Thomas Murphy. Thomas Murphy is like. Uh, how do I put it? He's like a he's like some sort of a Greek like a deity of like Greek myth, myth. Mm. you know the kind where it's like they are mostly benevolent but but it's like you want you want to keep them happy because they do have that darkness they have that because we all know yeah. that power you know that they have that microwave mm. and <laughs> excellent reference and uh, but but yeah <laughs> but I know what you mean yeah. Like, yeah, every now and then he's going to blow off some steam. So you just want to make sure that you're not listening to Taylor Swift when it happens. I think exactly. then it could be the apocalypse. So it took, uh, you know, a very benevolent Thomas Murphy to indicate to Royce that he's not happy with people who leave shopping carts out. He thinks that's a very bad thing to do. And it was, I think it was at that moment when it, when it all became clear for Royce and he, he, he realized then that he was wrong. And I think that's a good thing, you know. Uh, because we want people, we want people to be better people. So he played this on Daywave a couple of weeks, a uh, couple of weeks, a couple of days ago. Pardon me. And I think we need to cover this. No, because we need to give credit where credit is due. And I think this is an amazing moment. <laughs> Cart return. Well, well, well filmed. In she goes. In she goes. You're welcome, Thomas. Fucking bravo. Bravo. Ladies and gentlemen, Royce Lopez. Fantastic. So that moment, that moment when he films the cart return sign and then pans back to the cart. Yep. For a moment, I thought he was just going to push the cart away. So did I. And just go, fuck you. And then continue to film it as it just rolled off and then hit a car. Yeah. I was, uh, to be fair, we had the exact same thought, but I wasn't. You know, wait. I was expecting that. You know, I, I was expecting a fucking plank. I thought he was gonna go. Nah, fuck this. You <laughs> know, fuck you. But no, I, I mean, and that's the power of Thomas, isn't it? So, to bring out the best, he brings out the best in people. Don't look at it like being shamed into doing the right thing. Look at it as someone bringing out the best in you. I think exactly. that's a positive way to go about. It. So, because of this, because we like to celebrate people's victories here on this show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we do have Winning TV, who is the head of the Cart Patrol uh, Gestapo in the Kingdom of Boogie Stand. I don't know if you're aware of this, Pessy, but we do have like a Cart Patrol unit 
as part of the of government. Uh, long black coats, black boots, uh, little hats, little black hats. And the greatest honour I've been told from the head of the cart patrols is to have the anthem of the cart patrols played in your honour. I've been told that's the great, the highest honour for a, a non-practicing member of the cart patrols. It's like an honorary award. So it's with great pleasure that we tribute Royce Lopez <laughs> and his newfound appreciation for making the world a better place by playing to him the anthem of the Boogie Stand Car Patrols. Let's go. F congratulations, Royce. This is for you. Ladies and gentlemen, minor Dominic yeah. Byrne. All the way from Japan, the Yes. It was then I goes out, was a walking Someone took my lovely chicken from me Run, my lovely chicken, run My dear, run, my lovely chicken, run away You're welcome, Well deserved. What an honour, ladies and gentlemen. Royce Lopez, welcome back to society, sir. We appreciate you. We love you. By the way, Royce Lopez, 10 a.m. weekdays. Uh, DLive.tv slash, oh, no, pardon me, Trovo.live <laughs> slash Daywave. There you go. The highest honour that can be bestowed upon a civilian. Yodeling. 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 Yeah, yeah. In BB Handel. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Yodel Master. And landed. She topped to a bottom, was well roasted. Run, my lovely chicken, run, my dear. Run, my lovely chicken, run away. What an honour. <laughs> what an honour for Royce Lopez, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that's Honorary the, cart chicken. Yep. That's the first time that anyone's ever had that honour bestowed upon them by the head of the cart patrols here in Boogie Stan. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Because um, so, yeah. everyone at Boogie Stan pretty much puts their carts away. Of course, well, of course, well, they have to. That's that's the only... We're a very libertarian uh, monarchy, Pessy, but... There's, uh. you know, we enforce like strict fascism in the car park. Like if you don't park okay. in between the lines in the car park, like there's not even a trial. You just get, you just get disappeared. We have, <laughs> we have, we have snipers on the roof of the malls. So like, to, and if you don't return your cart, like there's no warning shot, you know, it's just bang, take them out, get rid of them because we don't want them around. We don't want you in our, in our kingdom. If you're not somebody who can return your cart. So now, you know, Royce has gone from, like, I was doing my best. That's why I gave the citizens of Boogie Stand two weeks to mock him. Because I'm like, well, they need their pound of flesh. They need a, some time here. Because otherwise, I couldn't take responsibility for what they were going to do to this guy, you know? Because <laughs> they saw his flagrant disregard for cart behavior. <laughs> and they were like, ah, oh, tear him apart. And I'm like, no, no, no. We love him. We reach out the olive branch. We're, we're very fond of Roy Lopez. We don't do this to the people we're fond of. Okay, two weeks and that's it. <laughs> and then be nice again. <laughs> so, and, you know? I think all things considered, uh, but it was really Thomas Murphy who pushed us over the edge. So it really, 
that congratulations belongs to Thomas. Is the gulag is the gulag in Boogie Stand just a never-ending line for a water park? <laughs> You never get in. Yeah. And there's just like a little kid. We assign a little kid to stand behind you and tug on the back of your trousers and go, hey, mister, mister, hey, mister, have you been <laughs> here long? Good. Just ask you annoying questions forever. Uh, should have. Hey, mister, should have put your card away, huh? <laughs> hey, mister. Hey, mister. Wow. These, these boogie stand kids are so vindictive. <laughs> Where did they get this from? Picked you in the ankle. Ow, fuck. <laughs> And that's the thing. You don't get a break because we we swap the kids out like every two hours. So they're always fresh and going at full speed. Uh, That's the way we like to torture people. Uh, (laughs) What should we do? Actually, speaking of children, why don't I ask your opinion on this, Pessy? My seven-year-old cousin is a sexist bully. (laughs) Punch him. Punch him. Punch him in the arm. Look, I don't think you're taking this uh, seriously, Pessy. How do I change his ways before it's too late? This is So this is uh, one of my favourite little sections of this magazine website called Slate, uh, where people write in with questions, obviously, you know, asking for advice and stuff. I love, I he love this He says girls section. are gross. <laughs> I know. What are we going to do about this? He's basically Sexist. raping me. Yeah. <laughs> How do I approach a 7.5-year-old boy? They put 7.5. Straight away, I think, you know, because we, we do a lot of metagame here on this show. When I see somebody write out, how do I approach my 7.5-year-old son? I'm, like, pretentious. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Just say seven. Just say seven. Just say eight, if you want. Round up. 7.5. It's a typo, Boogie. <laughs> it's, a it's a typo. It's actually 75-year-old boy. It's just oh. an old man that chases her around going, humana, humana, humana. <laughs> Do you want to go to the park? <laughs> Hey, we can find Toots. Hey, have you met the guy under the bleachers? He's my friend. I know him. How do I how do I approach a 7.5-year-old boy who makes sexist jabs at me? Okay, now at this point I'm thinking, okay, so maybe it's like a an older sister or a cousin, like maybe let's say a 10-year-old wrote this. You know what I mean? That's the way across the street. That's the way it's reading to me, like maybe a 12-year-old or something. Definitely a child. Listen to this. I am his 23-year-old cis female cousin. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. Life's tough, hey, for some people, don't you think? Like, I need to hear what this kid does. Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to hear how bad it is? Like, how sexist it is? I, need, I want to hear her yeah. struggle. Mm. The struggle <laughs> is real. The 23-year-old cis female cousin, they wrote that. I didn't write that. Um, and I've been watching him full time since August. I adore him, but I am loath to tolerate another quote. Yeah, but you can't use a drill before you because you're a girl. Comment. <laughs> so that's that's that's. And the- you know what pisses me off? She probably can't, mm-hmm. but she's mad he said it. Mm. Yeah, of course. People hate having reality presented to them. Ugh. You know. Uh, even like this is the thing like that we've always understood about kids. I think it's like it's it's why it's the reason it's so hard to write children's books. Okay, it's because kids like four year olds, five year olds, seven year olds, uh, they're brutally honest about what they like and what they don't like. You know, they don't know if it's they don't they don't have that social programming yet where it's like it's rude to be honest. You know, 
So mm-hmm. if they if you write a book and read it to kids and they don't like it, they'll go, "This is boring." You know, I I don't like this. I hate that guy. I don't care. This sucks. This is boring. Like they're not going to say, "Wow, that was very good for a first try." You know, I really liked the story around this guy. They're not going to do that. So, but this twenty-three-year-old, it's like if you're twenty-three and you can't deal with a seven-year-old saying things to you, then I I don't know what help what hope there is. You know, like I'm not trying to be rude, but how do you function? Have you never? Have you never had like a boss say something angrily to you? Like you, you fuck up and they go, what'd you fucking do that for? You know, have you never had that experience? You know what I mean? At least. I would just go to his school and then stick my head into his classroom and tell everyone that he pisses the bed, whether it's true or not. <laughs> that's it. Done. So your your approach to this would be like to take his sexist remarks in with your good graces, but then inflict like psychological harm on him in his social circle. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't see anything wrong with that approach, to be honest with you. Yeah, man. That would make more sense to me than this. Um, my my current approach has been cool puzzlement. Hmm. Why would you think that? Followed up with, quote, I can see why you would think that, but there aren't such things as boy and girl things. No such things. He's, oh. that's, and that's when the 7.5-year-old <laughs> boy says, well, show us your cunt then. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then maybe some I can, sh- <laughs> say, I can show you a whole, like, feminine hygiene, beg your pardon. <laughs> like, I, uh, I can argue. Yeah, yeah. Your pussy pillow doesn't fit in my hole. How do I fix this? <laughs> I think part of the issue is that I'm working from home and I'm currently embodying traditionally feminine roles. <laughs> that's because she's that's working what's... from home? <laughs> yeah, but see, so the 23-year-old cis female cousin of the 7.5-year-old sexist bully boy, okay, she's been watching him since August and she, <laughs> she believes the issue... The issue of his of his sexism and how to deal with it ultimately stems from her working from home and thus being forced into these very you know gender specific stereotypical roles like cleaning and caregiving. <laughs> oh, you have to clean your own home. Yeah. Oh, poor fucking you. Yeah. I mean, it's, wow. it's woman's work, really, isn't it? Uh, I love him, but these jabs are really hitting me in the soft spot. I'm I, again a 7.5 year old boy is getting the better of her mentally. <laughs> Every time you say 0.5, year old boy. Well, that's what she said. I, I want to be accurate. Uh, I don't want to put out any fake news, Percy. I know these thought. I know these kinds of thoughts are hurting him too. He loves Elsa, but he told me he can't play with frozen toys because kids would make fun of him, and rightfully so, I would say. Rightfully so. Yep. I mean, if one of your boyfriends growing up wanted to play with, like, boyfriends... Uh-oh. <laughs> I've just stepped in it then, haven't I? Sorry, Stefan. <laughs> um, if one of your male friends, if one of your friends who's also a boy growing up... Like, if just say you were playing in the sandbox with, like, little trucks and little diggers and stuff... And the other boy was like, I want to play with your sister's Barbie collection. I mean, that, that boy would be mocked mercilessly, wouldn't he? Yes. And, and is there anything wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> what do <are> you think? <laughs> I mean No. No. Cuz I I think I think children are going to mock other children regardless. Like so they'll just find something else to mock, you know? 
because people think, oh, right, well, if we... always roast each other. Yeah, of course. They'll find something. Even in, like, utopia land where everybody can just wear dresses and play with dolls and never get mocked for it, then when you're wearing your dress, they'll mock you because your knees are too skinny or something. It's like, oh, we well, should have kept wearing trousers. Now we can see your knees in that mini skirt. And, I mean, look at chicken legs over here. You know, <laughs> they'll, they'll find something to mock you for. What do you think the advice is going to be like? I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you my favorite part of the advice in the res- in the reply to this question from from the twenty three year old cis female cousin of the seven point five year old boy, the sexist bully. Uh, in the reply, the the expert, the the the, the replier also refers to the boy as a quote seven point five year old. <laughs> so do you want do you want you're asking me what I think the answer is going to be? Do you want my do you want my joke answer? Or do you want me to genuinely answer you what I think it's going to be? Well, I assume they would be one in the same. So we can have both oh. if you want. <laughs> we well, I was both. gonna say I was gonna say they should just tell her to fucking uh, look in the mirror and realize that she's a grown ass fucking woman nice. and to act her age. Yeah. But what I but considering uh, the magazine or whatever the website this is done on, uh, they're going to tell her to sit him down and try and <laughs> educate him as to why it is a problematic way of thinking that he has. Now continue, Boogie. Okay, let's see the response here. You're saying exactly the right things, huh? Keep approaching him with curiosity and openness and do your best to keep your hurt feelings and annoyance from getting the better of you. Yeah, don't let yourself become frazzled by the innocent comments of a 7.5-year-old boy. You know, this is good advice here. I went to school for this. Uh, it's not realistic to expect a, quote, 7.5-year-old to have a eureka moment about gender. That only happens on TV shows. You're just one voice pitted against 90% of his peers and cultural influences, maybe even his parents, Pessy. His parents <laughs> may be bigots. Uh, that doesn't mean that your voice isn't important. It might be crucial. Very likely he's hearing you, even if it doesn't seem like he's paying attention. I would guess that he is filing all this information away and will be more and more receptive as he gets older. There you go. The 7.5-year-old sexist bully has a future. We may not have to cancel him yet. He has a chance. We have to cancel the child's view. Yeah. We don't have to remove his Twitter account, although we probably should if we want to keep people safe. Because uh, I was about to tweet something really harmful. I'm going to save draft. I'm going to save draft just in case. You never know. That kid could slip. Yes, yes, because you want to learn from the 7.5-year-old boy and his experience of how exactly. he can become a better person. Uh, I've got a, I've got a couple of options here. Now, I know you're a fan of Australia, so here's the thing. All right, we can watch a garbage man destroy a child's snowman uh, brutally yes. by kicking off its head while the child yes. while the child cries inside the house. <laughs> Don't even give me the other choices. I need to see this right. Fuck. Is there a video? Yes, there is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's. Uh, this is from the Scottish Sun. So of course the Scots, because we, as we all know, the Scots are very dark and disturbed individuals. Uh, Binman, who kung fu kicked head off three-year-old boy's snowman, is sacked. They got rid of him. Look at this adorable kid, Pessy. Look at it with the head of the snowman <laughs> right there. <laughs> Let me put that up on the big screen. Spent did this. Look at this. Look at this kid with the with the decapitated head of his snow buddy. <laughs> what a sad fucking 
picture that is? Hold on, hold on. Let me just read that caption. Let me read that caption. Yeah. Joseph Taylor three was distraught after his snowman was decapitated by a yob binman. Binman. <laughs> a yob binman. Hey. Fucking yob. He was fucking. I mean, look at his sweet little angel. Look at a fucking look on his face. Fucking give me a break, mate. <laughs> yeah, it was spent D. <laughs> it was spent D, they say in the chat. Uh, <laughs> a binman who kung fu kicked the head off a three-year-old boy's snowman has been sacked. Little Joseph Taylor. They call him, they even call him Little in the article. Little Joseph Aye, Taylor. Little Joey. <laughs> oh, little Joseph. Yeah. Hey, little Joe. That was a, that was wrong what happened there to <laughs> little Joe, wasn't it? Hey. Oh, poor little Joe. <laughs> he was left, quote, this is the article. He was left in floods of tears after watching a yob repeatedly boot his seven foot tall creation. <laughs> All right, we've got to see this. Couldn't even finish his haggis. <laughs> He wouldn't even take his he wouldn't even take his after dinner whiskey. He was that upset. <laughs> All right, let's have a look at this binman. This yob binman brutally attacking this snowman. I, I, I look at look at it's a tough snowman to make. He's used every piece of snow he can find. Look at that lawn. You can see grass. So it's not like it probably took him all day to collect up all of this fucking snow, you know. <laughs> all right, let's have a look here. All right. There's no sound with this one, I don't think. Oh! Yeah. Ooh! What a piece yeah. of shit! Is there sound? No, there's no sound, unfortunately. Because I want to hear him. Because I bet you he's doing the douchebag thing, like, <laughs> you know? Here, I'll do sound. Start from the beginning. All right. <laughs> Get this, rewind this. All right. Oi, Gary, look at me. I'm that Bruce Lee Chinese man. <laughs> Oh, you like that? There you go. You come back for more, eh? Oh, you want some more, eh? <laughs> I'm Bruce Lee. I'm the Japanese Chinese Slanty Eye Man. Fucking kick your ass, mate. Look, he's giving up. The snowman is winning. Fuck. That's All terrible. Right. Here's the zoom in. Look at that. Oh, brutal. Van oh, no, it's... Oh, no, it's Daryl. <laughs> Look at. I like. You know what moment I like? Look at this, right? Now, he clearly looks like a younger guy compared to... Like, I know it's a very grainy video, right? But he looks like a younger guy, and the other guy, the other two look like older dudes, you know? Because yeah. one indication would be that he's still at the back, like, doing the work, and the older guys are like, all right, finish that up. I'm going to the truck. You know what I mean? So they're like, all right, yeah. good job. And there's a moment here where he's attacking the fucking... <laughs> He's attacking the snowman, and they're both just staring at him, and you just know that they're thinking to themselves, fucking stupid kid. You know, what a fucking idiot. <laughs> and like, yeah. like he's impressing them. So like, they just looked at him there and like, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> like, just fucking empty the bit. All right, so look at this. Now, see, they're both watching him kick it over. They're both like, oh, fuck. Don't put us with this kid again. He's a fucking idiot. So there you go. But I do enjoy ruining a child's dreams, though. I think that's important. It's a good lesson to learn. Yeah. I mean, as long as the guy gets fired at the end, like he got fired at the end of it. So this little bit of like making a kid cry, is, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> we can laugh. We can laugh because justice was met. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Ferox Under in the chat can confirm that's spent. So Spent's been identified on the streets of, I think, Glasgow, of all places. <laughs> he gets around, doesn't he, Spent? Um, 
there there is one more thing I want to show you here, Pessy. Yeah. Because I know you're into you're into like I was very surprised when I first started talking to Pessy probably what like a bit over a year ago now something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, when I first started talking to Pessy, I was surprised with the amount of shit that he knew about like Australian television and like Australian <laughs> pop culture history and stuff. Do you remember? I would always be like, "Fucking, how do you know this shit?" Like. I've never met, you know, a non-Australian who even knows what you're fucking talking about. And he's just like, <laughs> like well, I'm a, I'm a pop culture kind of guy. So I came across this video earlier and I thought, well, Pessy might be interested in this because remember how I've told you before, like we're really sports mad here as a country. Yeah. Like, like so many sports. It's not like, you know, can, Canadians like basketball, baseball, hockey, maybe that's fine. But really hockey is like the one. <laughs> But here it's like, you know, cricket, rugby league, rugby union, football, soccer, AFL. Uh, you know, there's still baseball leagues. There's an ice hockey league here as well. You know what I mean? We're just sports fucking mad. So I saw this. Now, this comes from a show called A Current Affair, which is, you know, obviously okay. current affair. Um, <laughs> it, it seems to be the stomping ground mostly, I would say, in an audience sense for like busy mums who are looking for cheap milk at supermarkets. If that's a thing, <laughs> all right. As a demographic, you know what I mean. Like today, we rank the best milk and where to find it. You know that kind of shit. Sure. So, so I wanted to show you this because, like, even in our current affairs shows, they're presented like sports presentations. Because this is how mad we are. All right. So have a look at this. You'll love this. You're looking to buy a new Esky. You'll be spoiled. So an Esky for us is a cooler box. Cooler. Yeah. Right choice yeah. but which ones will stay cool for hours under the harsh summer sun we put them to the test <laughs> yes it's the season of barbies and beach trips Oy, VIP. <laughs> it's like it's like walking it's like a boxer walking out to his pre match song you know do 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 all right let's go esky chili bin time the country heats up yep. you need the right equipment to keep your drinks ice cold <laughs> you gotta right keep that vb cool gotta have the right equipment pessy you don't want to go out there unarmed son you want to make sure you're doing yeah. the right thing as we take a look at you're the not range british you're not gonna drink warm beer no absolutely not coolers or chili bins on the market chili bins. we're also going to road test two of the more affordable we're, ro we're doing a road test pessy <laughs> we're road testing coolers now again <laughs> now this would be something that you would expect on like a budget youtube channel and which would be fine this is like the national current affairs program you know, like where they would, where they would used to sit down with like politicians and stuff and say, "Well, don't you think that this tax increase is hurting working families?" Now it's like we're going to road test a couple of coolers, see how much beer we could fucking shove in there. <laughs> Range of Eskies coolers or chili bins on the market. We're also going to road test two of the more affordable products right here. Good, better be affordable. Backyard. You might have watched RBT. Well, tonight a current affair presents RET. <laughs> Oh my god. Rat. 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 Yeah. <laughs> RBT is like our cops show. It shows people getting pulled over, like obviously random breath tested by the cops. Um, oh. So, yeah, yeah. So, see how we did this? Random esky testing, huh? Huh? Our random esky test. Yeah. 
Here's the rules. Two randomly selected Eskies head-to-head. Listen to the music. Number one, the Kmart 55-litre <laughs> cooler on wheels, costing $65. Look, look at the presentation here. It's like in the red corner, and they like 55 litres. The nickname is the cooler on wheels. 69 and 0, Pessy. I mean... Nice. Doing amazingly well. It's got 65. an ice-capturing nanomatrix. <laughs> a smooth gliding bearings. Yes, exactly. Sitting on a six-axis. <laughs> exactly. Dollars. What we need now is somebody riding the riding the esky down a hill, like on a cliffside. You know, as the camera pans out, like the one of those luxury. But you car need a bikini model rubbing up against it. Yeah, straddling it. Exactly. Yeah. Number two, the Willow the brand Willow. 55 litre right. journey model. The journey model. <laughs> Available at Spotlight. And- <laughs> just, it, it just, it's so silly. Camping stores Man, for an average. This is so fucked. When I want a cooler, I just go buy a cooler. It, like, I don't put this much thought into it. <laughs> You're supposed to put this much thought into it. Don't you understand? This is important. This is definitely not like product placement on a so-called news show. You know, people, conspiracy theorists out there would say that this is like paid product placement and, you know, like a phony little uh, little competitive little thing that we've thrown together here because these companies paid us a certain amount of money to feature their products. Like, conspiracy theorists would say that, but that's definitely not what's taking place. I don't know if you know that. Oh, of course not. Definitely not. No, this is genuine. Dollars. We fill them both with ice and beers. Okay, that's what you do with a cooler. The sun for the afternoon. Yep. The one that keeps the coolest. Ah, see, dusk. this is garbage. You can't put like six beers in a cooler and measure that. It's got to be a full cooler. You know what I mean? Now we're gonna drink all the beers and see if it worked. <laughs> wow, the beers were really cold when they came out of the cooler. Yes, well done. Good review. He's declared the winner. <laughs> Okay. So which cooler was better? For the temperature? Well, I I think the cool. Hmm. Was that a question? <laughs> <laughs> where's my Where's my burger? Where's my steak? You said we were getting fed today. The rise. So which, we hit the which shop. Which cooler was better? Yeah, the double cheese fries. <laughs> this guy's Where standing there the... just swaying. <laughs> the endless esky options. At Bunnings, it's Fuck. fair to say icebox sales are running hot. Yeah. Summertime, we just can't keep them. They're the most popular item we have. Claire Walters is the lifestyle coordinator at the hardware giant and show. Okay, yes, yeah, see, product placement, just a little bit. I want to see which esky won the day, though. That's the most important thing. All right, let's go. That's a they wanted to call her the Esky Ho, but that wasn't uh, <laughs> appropriate. Starting to set, and it's time to declare a winner. Okay, both our Eskies have now been in the sun for five hours. That's a good afternoon by anyone's measure. We've got our thermometer, <laughs> and there can only be one. Coldest temperature there inside the Esky There can only be wins. one. Let's start with the Kmart option. So wait, so do they throw out the worst one and then the, the winner absorbs the cooling energy of the of the one that's thrown away? Like, yeah. is it a highlighter? Yeah, it eats its soul, I think is what yeah. we, <laughs> Exactly. After five hours in the sun, the cheaper Kmart Esky has officially kept things at one degree Celsius right, Not bad. Not bad. Nice. Now for its competitor, the Willow brand model. Who, under the same conditions, in the same backyard, has recorded two degrees under the... Oh! 
<laughs> like the little counter and everything. Oh, God. I love being an Australian, but fuck, we're, we're very strange people sometimes. It's an esky. It's a cooler. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> Joy of Pessy, thank you for joining yeah. us tonight. Thanks for hanging out, man. Appreciate yeah, you buddy, being anytime. Uh, plugs, when are you going to be on? What, who's going to be on? What are you watching, et cetera, uh, et cetera? Uh, well, tonight at, tonight at uh, midnight Eastern, uh, we're doing Midnight Rift Party. Me, Kevin... Uh, me, Kevin, Tom, uh, Royce might be on, I believe, and I think Boogie, uh, you were invited if you're if you're available. Oh, no, I'm uh, not. That's that's what unfortunately, okay, yeah. Unfortunately. No boogie. No boogie. Uh, so yeah, but we're gonna be doing a, a, a little film called Hellbound, where uh, Chuck Norris. Uh, gets involved with Satanists. So, you know, uh, Satan, 80s, Kung Fu, it's yes. everything you love in the Joy of Pessy uh, stream. Yes. And then uh, really quickly, uh, Saturday night after Tom's stream, we will be doing a film called The Savant. It is a Ken Del Vecchio classic. More Ken posting. Uh, more Ken posting. And it is about an autistic kid that uh, has a penchant for uh, fighting, <laughs> professional fighting. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. <laughs> yeah, there's a scene where Robert Loja just screams in an autistic kid's face, and it is one of the best pieces of cinema I've ever seen. Fantastic. So, Fantastic. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Joy Thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate it. We'll catch him later Thank on tonight. Anytime. Thank you so much. All right, there he goes, ladies and gentlemen, the great joy of Pessy. And with that, that brings us to the end of tonight's episode. Thank you to everyone who contributed on DLive tonight. Thank you to everyone who shared the show out. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. I hope you appreciated, like, a just a little bit of a laid-back thing because I knew, like, Pessy's going to be on, and I thought, you know what, let's just fucking chill. Let's just chill and have some fun, have a couple of laughs, look at a couple of videos, you know. Just relax. It is Friday. But I've got to get the hell out of here. So thank you to everyone for joining us. I'll be back on Monday night with another edition of the Daily Boogie podcast. Don't forget to follow our friends, Irrational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, everybody's favourite lover of French women, Mersh, Joy of Pessy on after Nightwave Radio tonight, ladies and gentlemen. JJ Stoner, Sunday Night Shit Show, Frozen Asian Spent D, uh, Iceman Double Four Double Three. His interview with me will be on Sunday night. Uh, you know, so watch Sunday Night Shit Show, watch the replay of Iceman or vice versa, what have you. It doesn't matter. Or don't watch it at all. It's fucking up to you, really. Uh, winning TV Saturday night as well. Don't forget winning TV, dlive.tv slash winning TV. Uh, JJ Stoner, Royce Lopez, and once again, congratulations to Royce Lopez for uh, his successful transformation into the world of being a productive member of society. So we congratulate him for that. And he, of course, had the honor of having the Cart Patrol's anthem played to his, you know, glory. So welcome to Boogie Stand. So yeah, 10 a.m. and that's it. That's it. So I'll be back on Monday night with another show. Till then, stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye.
My lovely chicken, run my 